Coming up on Meet the Movie Press today, we're going to talk about Captain Marvel's director search, Doug Lyman directing Justice League Dark, and new releases like Don't Breathe and the, and the New Mechanic movie. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. We talk and we live them. <laughs> Don't Good we? morning. Cheers. Good morning. Nothing like a little Sprite. A cup of tea to start the day. I don't know why I do a British accent when I actually have one. Yeah, exactly. It's just to embrace your own. Stupid Good morning, man. everybody. Good Welcome morning. to Meet the Movie Press, mm. our lovely little show here on the Popcorn Talk oh, Network. Popcorn. I'm Jeff Snyder, film reporter at Mashable. You can find me on Twitter at, at the Insider. And with me, as always... Hello, Simon Thompson. Uh, I'm a journalist... With a question mark? I am, film journalist. Uh, you can find me on social media, um, at Showbiz Simon on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Facebook is, uh, this is Simon Thompson, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, apologies for my, my bandages here today. You may yeah. see a glimpse of them. It's because I ran the American Ninja Warrior track, mm. which we're going to talk about in just a second. Yep. But first, you had your own week. I did. And so let's start with Wankers Away. <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. Oh, I saw it. Okay, if if you're wondering what this is, this is... Uh, oh, by the way, you're going to share that on Facebook for me. I'd like that. You could do that. Um, <laughs> I will share you, it on Facebook, no if problem. You, if you go to um, my Facebook page, uh, so it's This Is Simon Thompson, I put up a, um, a clip from an interview I did recently with Jason Statham um, that didn't make the final edit, because it's rude, um, where I suggest a... It's something I think is lacking from a lot of Jason Statham movies. Yeah. It's kind of that cheeky Bond-esque action hero pun. Um, and right, that, that yippee kaye motherfucker that, kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing, uh -huh. or, the, or the you know the the Arnold Schwarzenegger um, right. kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I I think it's kind of missing from Statham. And there's one point, probably the best part in the movie for for Mechanic Resurrection, which we'll get to in a bit, um, where I think he missed a golden opportunity. So I put it to him. Um, what my suggestion would be goes down quite well. So feel free to do that. I will be tweeting it out later as well. Um, but yes, Wankers Away got an official. Sign of approval from Jason Statham. Quote, unquote, fucking hilarious. Dude, you killed it. Way to go. I did. Stone dead. You guys look like brothers, too. I know. Did, did he comment on that? Uh, we joked about it before the camera started rolling, actually. So, uh, yeah, it, um, it's, it's good. Uh, I, I love Jason Statham. I, I, love his, I love his movies. I know they're not high art. I know they're not brilliant movies. But there, is, there are a few things in the world that give me as great a satisfaction as to sit down with a glass of something or a beer and just watch a, a balls-to-the-wall no messing about, straight action Jason Statham And how, how did this one compare to uh, the first mechanic? Compared to the first mechanic? Yeah. This uh, one has Tommy Lee Jones and Jessica Alba, right? Yeah, this one does that's, have Tommy Lee Jones in it for about 20 minutes. That's one Oscar minutes. winner, and I'll let you guess who is who. Uh, yeah, I loved her in uh, Into the Blue. Uh, great. Well, well-deserving Oscar movie. Um, no, it's terrible, um, to be quite honest with you. Oh, man. It's, it's not a good Jason Statham movie. He's I mean, coming for you now. My full review is actually up on IGN. I'll post a link on, on Twitter afterwards. Um, it, it's, it's not a great Jason Statham movie. It's not a great movie. The problem is the, the, all the components that you need there are at the heart of it and are kind of present. Mm -hmm. It just feels less slick. It feels cheaper. It feels like the big problem for me is it feels like a movie that was reskinned to be a mechanic sequel 
that should have been a completely separate movie with other people in it. it everybody in it is completely interchangeable. Jessica Alba's fine. Um, Tommy Lee Jones, I have no idea what the hell he was doing in Wait, this is movie. Wait, is this the movie where he has the goatee or whatever? It looks, like the yeah, it's like a little, patch? it's like a chin merkin. It's a chin merkin. It's, yeah. it's a soul patch. Uh, okay, soul patch, chin merkin. Soul patch, yeah. Tommy. Yeah, it's t- I mean, in the press notes, and I mentioned this <laughs> in my review for IGN, there's hardly any quotes from him. And the one that was there was the fact that, well, it was fun to do and I got to wear some cool shirts and glasses. If Tommy Lee Jones, the best thing you can say about a film that you're in is the fact that you got to wear some cool glasses and shirts, you need to have a really, really big talk with your agent because they are booking you some That's a paycheck gig for for my man TLJ. It's a a patio. It's a house in the hills. It's something like that. It's not not a good movie. I mean, it's adequate as a straight-to-video 1980s, 1990s style action right. movie that could have starred anyone. We've already spoken. Not we, a great movie. Not, it's long. not a resurrection after all no. for the mechanic, it sounds like. No. Uh, the other release was Don't, Don't Breathe. Breathe. Did you see it? I Did I see it? <laughs> I saw it and I pooped my pants. It's seared into your memory. It is genuinely... Um, it's. Being pitched as a horror. Should, should we talk about spoilers or no? I, I don't think I want to because I'm writing a piece on it. No, let's and not let's was, not ruin the third act. I was going to review the movie, yeah. okay? Yeah. But there is something that happens in the movie that mm-hmm. I was like, I need to talk about this yeah. and it doesn't really belong in a review. Let's just change it from a review to... Is that where The Rock turns up? Huh? Is that where The Rock turns up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The rock, yeah. the rock is in yeah. that story. He's the he's the one chained chained up in the basement. He's everyone. Uh, um, yeah, no. Um, I I loved it. I, I thought the third act was one of the best third acts. It was good. I see. I was I good. was expecting it to be fine and and good, but I it, it excelled for me. I thought that some of the scares were really intense. I really, and really like original. J- J- Jane Levy. She's great. She's great. I'd like to see a third film with with her and um, Fetty uh, doing right. together after Evil Dead. Um, I, I think that the, the cast is spot on. I think everybody fits their roles really, really good. I think it's Stephen been, Lang, man, Stephen Rick, Lang's amazing. Really making a case for Cable, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jesus. I mean, he's he's he was super. He's fucking jacked. Yeah. Um, How old is he? I have to look now. Well, I'm he's sorry. like he's quite old. Um, yeah, he's. Oh, just seen on the chat, Jason. Sixty four. Yeah. Uh, just seen on the chat, Jason Statham and Simon Thompson for the Twins reboot. That would be amazing. Yeah, fuck it, I'm in. I think you could actually pull it off. I think I've I, 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 I pulled it off. I say that, I know I'm smiling and laughing saying that. I would actually buy that ticket. <laughs> I, I, I would buy that ticket for you. Yeah, um, okay, so this is on. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought Don't Breathe was great. The problem I have with it, and I, I spoke to Feddy about this, I, I did an interview with him for, for Forbes, actually. I'll post a link later. Um, uh, not link later. Uh, it, it's being sold as a horror. To me, it's not a horror. There are horrific moments in it. It's a thriller. It's a drama. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of things, a but I wouldn't class it as horror. It's a horror thriller. I think that counts. Yeah, psychological thriller. There's a little. There's a lot of Cujo in there, and Cujo is a horror movie. Yeah, you know? true, true. So there you go. Um, but I, I love. I thought it was highly effective. I thought the casting was great. Stephen Lang, as you say, was brilliant. Yeah, it it, to- was, it was effective. And and for the last weekend of August, like. <laughs> I'll take it. But look at how effective Don't Breathe is. And it had a budget of around about $10 million. Oh, yeah. It should double that this weekend. Yeah, I mean, opening weekend is is like 11 to $14 million, And I think that's quite conservative, to be honest with you. I think it could exceed 14 I think it could easily do 15 16 because 
there's not a huge amount of competition out there for, for, for the films that are coming out fresh. A lot of the films that are coming out this weekend are actually quite low. They're, they're below a thousand screens. Um, so I think a lot of people will be very tempted to go and see this. I think it could open very strong. Um, I, it's one of my favorite films of the year. Actually, for, for, no, 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 no. I'm not saying because of artistically, just because of pure enjoyment, and for a film that actually it delivered what it, it promised. That's true. It hey, it did. I'll give it that. I don't want to take yeah. anything away from that. I mean, am I going to sit here and say it's one of the best movies of the year? I think that would be preposterous, but it was certainly memorable. Uh, and so, yeah, if I were you guys, I'd check it out. If you're a fan of that genre, someone's asked in the in the chat, "Green Room" or "Don't Breathe" this weekend. That's tough because they're both great movies. I think Green Room is ultimately more satisfying, but Don't Breathe is is fun. Don't Breathe, you should definitely see it. This is what we talked about before. Definitely see it in a theatre, because that audience experience adds to the film. Yeah, no that's end. true, so for sure. So definitely go and see it in theatres. Right, let's, let's get to the news uh, okay. for 10 minutes before we start taking calls. Cool. And there were two big stories about directors yeah. uh, circling you know, properties, mm-hmm. superheroes, yep. comic books. Yep. I'm just throwing out buzzwords now. Let's start with Captain Marvel. This was a an exclusive yes. where variety. I think it was variety, or was it Hollywood Reporter? I think it, I think it was variety. We can, we can check. Um, but yeah, there were three big names, or well, three names thrown out there. It Interesting was names: Leslie Linkagladder, yeah, uh, Nikki Caro, yes. And um, uh, uh, someone who I Lorraine Scafaria. Yes, yes. Uh, now it was, she it was did a Hollywood reporter seeking a friend. Uh, Nikki did Well Rider, and uh, Lesh Linker did uh, Homeland and Mad Men. Now, okay, I, yeah, let's I, get into it. I think that they're all. By the way, Justin Kroll. Wait, before we begin, Justin yes. Kroll tweeted, "Who's he going to call?" There's today? another contender. Okay, out there, Jodie Foster. I have no idea. Okay. Just putting that out there. That'd be interesting. It would be interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I out of those, I'm gonna I would say not Jodie Foster. But no, just, okay, please not Jodie Foster. No. Go, go, um, give us. I would go. say that it's uh, Lesh Linker Glater, Linker Glater, Linker Glater. Sorry, you say Glater, I say Glater. Uh, because of what is contained in Homeland and Mad Men. Visually, and do you watch those shows? Yes, watch? I have. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was a big I'm... fan of Mad Men since day one, and I dipped in and out of Homeland. I think that's the reverse for me. But all right, I, I would love to see what could be created coming from that kind of principle. I think Nikki could do a, a very good job. Whale Rider is still a great movie. Ooh, I, think I never could be saw. Very interesting. I never saw Whale Rider. It's worth checking out. I think around the time there was a lot of the hype around it, mm-hmm. and people were kind of drawn in by that. But yeah, my middle school, that, everyone was talking about Whale Rider. Let yeah, me tell you, watch it now. It's a very, very competent film, very well made. And um, seeking a, seeking a friend for the end of the earth, I thought was okay. Uh, stylistically, very strong as a film. Uh, I wasn't uh, that really wowed by it. But out of them, I think if. If we could find, for, for Captain Marvel, a really nice blend between kind of the stylings of, of, of Homeland, Mad Men, something around that kind of creative ilk, could be really interesting, and then could fall in the galaxy, kind of around the, you know, the Agent Carter, kind of, you know, but big, but bigger budget, and then with the early Captain America style stuff, bringing all those styles together could make a very appealing, very interesting, and very attractive film, with great pacing. 
I'm her agent. I love I th- you. I, I now. love you, dude. <laughs> you disagree? Um, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Okay. Um, no, De- I mean, Dickie and I, we like to joke that okay. this movie's already done. <laughs> it's already storyboarded. There's no real decisions to make. Are you um, saying Hollywood makes film by committee? We, we, we yeah. just joke that this is like Kevin's baby, and yeah. I'm sure this movie is already planned out to within, you know, an inch. Mm. Anyways, that said... I think that Leslie Langley Glider is probably the choice here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that she's ready to make that jump from television to features. Yep. I think that she's a very competent television director, one of yep. the best ones working, uh, best women working in the business. So, um, you know, Nikki Caro has had a few shots. Yeah. Uh, and has there any? Has there been a huge box office hit? I don't know that there has. Not that springs to mind. I love no. McFarland. McFarland is a great movie. So hmm. She already has a relationship with Disney, um, which could give her an edge in this. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it's Leslie's turn. Lorraine Scafari is going to have other opportunities. I think that she is maybe like the best PR move. You know, yeah. um, I think that she would look great on a magazine cover with Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the meddler. I'm not just like saying, you know, whatever about Lorraine. Her, she's a fantastic director. The meddler is one of my favorite movies of the year. If you go and check my blog, it's in the top 10. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was terrific. I just don't know if, if, again, I'm not sure what the vision is for cap for this captain Marvel. I just don't know if she has the chops for it yet. Maybe one more movie. Yeah. Um, I think all of those are fair. So Nikki fair and critiques. Leslie make yeah. the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm very curious who Justin is uh, is holding. He hasn't mentioned yet. Mm. Hmm. There's a mystery woman. Yeah. But uh, either way, it's it's going to be pretty uh, interesting. There's a lot of eyeballs on Captain Marvel. They have a great building block with Brie Larson. Yeah. As Carol Danvers. But, uh, so but yeah. Also within Marvel, we are going to over the next few years, as we move into the next phase, see quite a few shifts in the lineup. Anyway, because. Obviously, you know, we know that Steve Rogers is no longer Captain America. The Russo brothers said that this week. So Mm -hmm. were they going to be a new Captain America? Um, We know previously with Robert Downey Jr. not always entirely willing to commit to Iron Man. And we're seeing that Iron Man has changed in, you know, in in comics. So we could see potentially a shift in Iron Man. I think we could, what they might be doing now is getting someone who can line up and work with those characters as they become different physical characters or different the the human side of these characters to take this into a slightly different direction to how we've seen it before not too different but i think bringing and then you're going to bring together things like guardians of the galaxy etc etc so maybe they're looking for someone with a vision to potentially shift it that that way we'll see i mean again uh, in this exclusive on the hollywood reporter boris and rebecca also mentioned that um jennifer kent the babadook director was yep. on the short list along with jennifer Yu, the director of kung fu panda 2 mm. uh she's I don't think, very talented yeah i don't think either of them are, are really right no. for this uh i know a lot of the babadook has a lot of fans that was so, movie. i thought it, I thought it was just okay mm. uh, and i don't think that she has the right sensibility for a uh, a marvel movie uh, at least this one um, all right, let's jump over to the DC universe okay. real quick before we start to take calls yep. and talk about Doug Lyman taking yeah. the reins of Justice League Dark, which is now called Dark Universe. Simon, why don't I care about this movie? Well, I, I'm not excited about it either. I'm I don't I I can't quite put my finger 
on why I'm not that interested. Who are these characters? It's John. I mean, I, I you could you could make the same argument for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Where I was like, who the fuck are these characters? Nobody's going to want to see this. And then it was super cool. But also look at but ah okay. James if, if Gunn though has a certain personality that I don't know that Doug Lyman has. Well, I was going to say let's look at two other properties. Let's look at Suicide Squad and let's look at Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Now, those all have characters in them that a lot of people don't know. Okay, we know Joker, we know Harlequin. They're kind of out there. as, But a lot of people didn't know many of the other lead mm-hmm. characters in that. And, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, when I when I, I wasn't familiar with the comic, but when I actually saw the mirror, I was like, actually, these are great characters. And now they're really well known. So I don't think, if that is the biggest issue, I don't think that's an insurmountable issue. I think we're just having, and someone else has already said in the chat room, there's a little bit of fatigue they're feeling a bit of fatigue about Marvel and DC movies. They're not really caring about them we've had that, that much fatigue. more anymore. I mean, yeah, but we've seen, we've heard about the fatigue, and then that doesn't matter. No. People are going to go see these movies anyways. They, they, the they are, part. but it doesn't mean the fatigue is not there. Um, I'm certainly fucking fatigued. There's, I mean... Well, yeah, but also, are, why, but also you would, and I deal with this on a daily basis. We write yeah. about stuff, and we do articles on this, and we do interviews on this stuff every damn day. If right. you're... If you're Kevin working in Ralph's in Kansas, you only, unless you're looking for this stuff going on blogs every day, which to be honest with you, if you're watching this program, you probably are. <laughs> if, you're what I call, if you're what I call super re- fan, re- regular people, uh-huh. so people who aren't super fans and aren't really you oh. know, nuts deep in, in film, then you're not as fatigued. So a lot of those are the people that are going to see these films. And, it, you know, they don't... I know people who, and bearing in mind, obviously, I'm talking about film a lot pretty much all the time. I have friends that sometimes, even like two weeks before a movie's coming out, they're like, oh, is this film coming out? And it'll be something that I've been talking about for months. Right. Which probably means my friends don't listen to me. But... How, I want to know how dark is this dark universe? I don't like, think... Is this R-rated or is it just like another Suicide Squad? Well, uh, Suicide Squad wasn't the dark that we were expecting right and then we have batman versus superman and everyone goes that's too dark yeah i don't so i don't, I don't understand this i think like, this is kind there. of it's more like justice league mocha rather uh, than dark and, and by the way we're, we're running out of stars like all the stars are doing these comic book movies yeah. like how many you're gonna start to double up soon uh, the only I put it this way: George Clooney is Suicide Squad. This, this is like a total pass for me, if unless T- Doug Lyman gets his boy Tom Cruise in this movie as Constantine. I would watch. I'm, I'm out. I'm not. I don't care about it. I would watch all. an instructional video if it had Tom Cruise in it. I love Tom Cruise. We know that. I think he would actually be a decent fit for John Constantine, um, and great. he's never you know played mm. a superhero or whatever. Even though he's basically a superhero in every movie. Yeah. Um, yada yada yada. And but so- I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how dark it would be because obviously it was originally going to be a vision of Del Toro. Now that would have been cheeky dark. That would have been really nicely done, creatively dark. We, I love yeah, his universe. Uh, sure. Um, but I don't know how dark this is going to be. I think it's going to be possibly dark. Um, but obviously he's moved off Gambit to do this, which frees up Channing Tatum potentially. Uh- Dude, yeah, I hope I hope Channing Tatum does that Predator movie. That would be so fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I I think it'd be great. That was, that's not a real rumor. Somebody just said that on Twitter. It'd be I was, awesome. I embraced it. And I I was thinking about that last night, going off on a tangent ever so slightly. With that Predator movie, someone they should cast in it is Jonah Hill because I think if he no stay with me, if Jonah Hill had the effectively the Paul Reiser role from Aliens, where he's a corporate dick. 
He was slimy okay, and greasy. So yeah, he, okay, yes. He, he would work. He'd be, he'd be perfect. Sure, he'd be good in a Predator movie, but not like out in the jungle with everybody. Oh, no. Fat Kid's going to get eaten well, straight away. When you say in a Predator yeah. movie, that's sort of what I'm talking about. All right, let's take a call. <clears throat> Hello? Who's Hello. this? Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Who are we talking with? This is Sean from Kingston, Ontario. How's it going? Good, hey. Sean. Turn down the, the volume on your computer because I'm hearing feedback. Sorry about that. It's all okay. Um, so uh, my question is in regards to the Universal Monster movies. Mm. Oh, boy. Um, so what we've been told, at least from what's been reported, is that they've been hiring a lot of the actors for the future films. Now, whether or not they're going to appear in movies before their own standalones has yet to be announced. But this to me in this day and age is a little different than what we've been used to because they're going after the talent before they're going after the vision of what they want the character to be based on the director or at least the story. So I, I just want to know, is this, is, is, is this normal? Is this kind of the way that they should be going? Because this is so uncharted territory for them like they're uh, they're trying to do the marvel dc kind of mold but using their their classic hero or their classic monsters and i think you I gotta don't know if getting talent in this day and age because we've seen that actors can't sell a movie as well as they used to back in like the 90s i i don't know if that's maybe the right way to go but maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm just reading too much into it i just want to know what your guys thoughts are that's a, I think that's a pretty interesting question. Mm. Um, I would say that I like what Universal is doing, and I think that they are on the right track as far as starting with a, a, an actor and yeah. then building the concept sort of around them and with them. Because too often we see these characters and they're so rigidly defined, and then they cast the actor who doesn't fit into that mold, um, and it doesn't feel like the character is adaptable uh and i know it should be the actor who's who adapts yeah. to fit the character but i don't know uh i, I kind of like this um i think that what they're doing with the mummy is completely different it feels like a badass mummy movie whereas i don't even know that i saw the brendan fraser movies they they looked goofy to me well, the fir- no the first brendan fraser mummy movie w- was actually really good i don't the, remember the, the i other did see the mummy appalling. i didn't see the other ones i but i didn't Terrible. like the original mummy because it felt goofy yeah um, no, I, it was I, like an adventure movie. It's dated, um, but I would I would watch that first Brendan Fraser. Anyways, one. I think that this mummy with Tom Cruise is going to be a huge, huge improvement. Yep. They have they're going after the biggest stars too. Yep. That's the other thing. Like they're not messing around with. <laughs> I mean, well, they're also the big stars, okay. but they're the ones that are effectively the, flop proof. They because... have the Jack Rayners and Toby Kebbles. They're going after Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp and The yep. Rock and Russell Crowe and like huge, huge people. Yeah, I think that's great. But we, I mean, as I say, the, the, the talent involved are flop-proof because Johnny Depp's had a lot of flops, but he's still Johnny Depp. He's still very marketable. Russell Crowe's had a few flops over the years, but, you know, he's still marketable. Tom no, Cruise has had the, his it's flops. It's all about the right role. It is, but I think a lot of it comes with that, with that heritage and with that kudos as well. That is because if you look a lot, what we're doing in Hollywood at the moment a lot is is people are going, okay, X is really really popular, so we're going to cast them in like five different movies. That's great. But if you've got five movies coming out and three of those movies bomb, by the time you get to the second two, people are like you've had a lot of stinkers. It's they they've instantly become over five years a lot less marketable and a lot harder to sell. So I think if you've got these actors who weathered that 
And they're obviously, they're right for the roles. I mean, I got genuinely very excited about all the casting in that. You know you've got people who, even if they had had flops, kind of surpassed that, and they're still a strong, marketable entity, despite having a couple of dud movies. Really great example, Dev Patel. Dev Patel started his career... No, obviously he's not at the Tom Cruise level, but he started very strong with um, Slumdog. He then has had a couple of successful movies, but a lot of his movies haven't done a lot of good box office. And then you can cast him in something like Lion. By the way, that trailer looks amazing. And he's oh, got... it looks incredible. It does. It looks like an amazing movie. Wh- where are we going with this conversation? Well, I'm just saying... Bro? Where no, are if, you taking me right now? If you have someone with, <laughs> with that... You know, you, you know they've got a certain level of credibility. Even if they haven't had a lot of box office success, that carries All right. through. All right. Thank, thank you for the question. We're going to take the next one. No problem. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Hello. You're on Meet the Movie Press. Hi, guys. Hey. How's it going? Who are we talking with? Um, it's Jonathan. Just same guy. I'm just going to ask you oh, a couple of questions. Couple oh, of questions, sorry. real quick. Um, it's about. Um, how about I'm going to ask you to this: Which movies can Chris Pratt would be great in? Passengers or The Magnificent Seven? Um, I think he'll be better in Passengers. I think. Yeah. I don't know how good Magnificent Seven looks. No, I mean, I, I Magnificent Seven is is going to Toronto, right? Um, I, I really, for me, I think it's going to be passengers because the lack of excitement, I've seen a lot of posters for, for Magnificent Seven, but I haven't seen a lot of chatter about it. People, even not in the industry, seem to be already thinking and talking about passengers. So I think that's probably going to be the one where we're going to really see him excel. Yeah, I think they're excited about that over on the yeah. Sony lot, but, uh, thank you for calling. Uh, one more last thing. Um, it's about, um. I'm just trying to figure out what this movie's going to release. It's about Mark Scorsese's silence. Like, I heard that it's going to plan for release on December 22nd in Australia, but I'm just looking for the release date on the U.S. release, and I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. But I know the movie's in post-production, but any updates or news about it? No, we don't. No, not Sorry. right now. Sorry. All, All right. right. Thank you. So, um... There's a, a horror film we were talking about, Don't Breathe, earlier. There's a horror film a couple of years ago, Trick or Treat. Did you yeah, see that? I did. Now, that was originally meant to be a... They were going to look at doing one every single year, kind of like they did with Paranormal Activity and Saw and stuff like that. Right. Um, now, <laughs> Except it, the movie wasn't good and it didn't do well. <laughs> well, it didn't do well, but it also sat on the shelf for, for a long time. But it's kind of developed status around it. So why do you like think it sat on the shelf? Because it was a great movie? No, a lot of movies do sit on the shelf, and they're good movies. They you're, don't you're, get released you're for a long about time. To, I know what you're getting into. You're about to defend Trick or Treat, and I'm cutting you off the knees. This is what's happening right here. That's Trick, okay. Trick or Treat's not a good movie. In your opinion. I enjoyed it's it like, for, for what it is. I mean, uh, but, have, yeah. do, do, do those guys even work anymore? Apparently so, because uh, Mike Doherty, who made Krampus last year, was interviewed this week. Krampus, so right. I'm assuming so. Um, Trick or Treat sequel? No. They're talking about it possibly, yeah. Pass! Cool. What else you got? Um, Mission Impossible 6. Um, another, sto- another bullshit story. Cool. <laughs> Mission Impossible 6, Simon. Yeah. Uh, has apparently stopped filming. Um, which I think It's not big- filming. It's in, what, are you, what are you talking about? It's in, it's in pre-production. It's not even in pre-production. It's in pre-pre-production. And it got paused. Okay. 
It got paused because they're at a salary impasse. So, but let me tell you, is the salary impasse going to get figured out? Yes. Okay, cool. Sorry. No, Simon's, Simon's mad that I uh, I stepped on his trick-or-treat story. No, that's cool. Okay, who's calling? Hello, who's this? Uh, hey, it's Mike. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. What's your question? Uh, I'm just curious. Uh, so I heard this week box office totals for worldwide suicide squad was like six hundred million. Yeah. No. Okay. So, and based on what the movie allegedly costs and allegedly a market, because we know those numbers are not true. Sure. But if if we took those for fact, the movie might break even. Probably will. Probably break even, but not too much better. Um, how long? Basically, do, does DC let this? clock tick till they you know really reboot or stop you know kind of stop making the dc movies i understand it's a valuable brand but it's uh, it's harming their brand i think in the long term it's harming the warner uh, brothers brand i think it's harming the dc brand i think if people go to multiple so, so the, and so they enjoy so, them but but i don't lose but i don't understand if you it's, har- it's harming the DC brand, so you want them to stop making DC movies, and so what? The DC brand just exists as comic books? It's, hard- it's harming the comic book brand? I think, well, I think maybe, or they need to give it some time before they can reboot it, or honestly get, you know, figure, learn from their mistakes, as opposed to this course correction nonsense that I really don't think... See, they, I mean, think th- about... Th- this is what I don't understand about... This is what I don't understand oh, okay. about, about the, the fans, though, okay? You have to... This, yeah, is, a, this, is, this is a business, all right? You think yeah. Kevin Sujahara should should put it on ice for a few years and wait? He doesn't have time. These people are on a hot seat. The, these are all temporary positions. You make as much money as you can while you can, and you get out. Uh, they don't have time to put these franchises on ice and... Hey, I'm going to take a break from DC Comics so that I can get fired for not, you know, bringing, for not making tent poles and bringing, putting butts in seats. And then the next guy gets to make the DC movies. It, it doesn't make any sense. They're not going to, they're not, they're not, they're not going to take a pause. That's what I'm trying to say. There will I, I, be no I, pause. I understand what you're saying. They've also, uh, it just to me, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. No, they, they've also got a lot of, they've got a lot of films and a lot of time, and a lot of money invested in this. So I think even though, as Jeff says, they're not going to take a pause, even if they did decide, they're not going to write off, write down, or strike off any of those projects because there's too much already invested no, in no, it. No, no. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm sure. But, I mean, could Justice League, if it doesn't do well, would that be basically the point where they're like, all right, let's kind of step back for a second and and, retr- and really re- re-trigger things before we spend any more money making a Flash Cyborg movie, uh, this or that, all this other stuff well, that no, we I, had planned. I don't think so, because obviously if you look at when Justice League is going to be coming out, a lot of these films are either going to be imminent and, predom- and, and mostly made, or, you know, already due for release. So I don't think that is going to do anything. And the bottom right. line is the fact that even if Suicide Squad, if, you know, a lot of people are not a fan of that movie, even that... It it did actually. It's gone. To, you know, it hasn't been a bomb. It hasn't. It hasn't done as well as they would have expected. But it's not like it's been a, a total bomb for them. So there's little to dissuade them really to not continue along an amended but not too dissimilar path. There's no time for course correction because these movies are already in production mm. by the time the one before it comes out. So there really is no time to learn from their mistakes. So. All right then. 
Okay, talk to you later. Yep. Talk. Um, this week, The Rock was talking on social media. Obviously, the Jumanji movie has been um, discussed a lot um, online and also on this show. Um, a lot of people got very upset about it because they there was... Um, a school of thought that it was perhaps going to be a reboot. A lot of people felt very close to the original. Uh, we now find out this week that Jumanji is going to be a sequel and not a reboot. Do you think that will make much... Do you think it'll change anything? Or do you think is that the right way to go? I don't think it matters. <laughs> I think it's the exact same fucking movie either way. A reboot, a sequel. They're just going to mention Robin Williams' character, Alan, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're gonna like. There's gonna be like a statue to him in the middle of a fucking park or something. I mean, there's no connection. These are completely different movies. This is not. This is a sequel. Uh, it, I mean, Jurassic. No, it, it is less a sequel than Jurassic World. So in that sense, I'm sure they'll honor his memory, but it's the same movie either way. Sequel reboot doesn't matter. Okay. What else have you got? Christoph Waltz, you wanted to talk about an Alita Battle Angel, mm. which don't you love when the press calls it James Cameron's Battle Angel? Because he's only producing it, right? Yeah, it's like poor Robert Rodriguez just yeah. getting hosed out of his own movie. Um, but that, I mean, that, that happens with quite a few directors, though, and I think it is. Yeah, I think I mean, it is unfair it, when it that happens. happens when, like, you know, if Christopher Nolan produces something and everything becomes Christopher Nolan's. Like, I get that, but Rodriguez, I felt like it's big enough a director to sort of shoulder that. You know, SEO load, I suppose, but mm. maybe not. I mean, it, it's what it's sounding like this week that Christoph Waltz has actually been uh, is going to be cast in a non-villain role, <laughs> which is which is refreshing. Which That's... is refreshing. I mean, I I when I, I I quite like his work. I like a lot of the stuff he's done. Not everything, um, but I like a lot of the stuff that he's done. But I come across a lot of people who don't really like Christoph Waltz, and they don't like his performances or like his work. I think he's a little one note. Um, kind yeah, kind of plays the same character and everything. Mm. And I hope he's not just playing like the crazy German doctor in this. Mm. Um, I don't know. So, what would you like I'm, to I'm, see? I'm not that excited for this movie. I know it's been in the works for years, but it was never a development project I was really excited by. Yeah, I mean, what would you like to see him do then? If you'd like to see him do something a bit different, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, it's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. Okay. You know, I I mean, I'd like to see him play like a cop. Yeah, like okay. an Interpol good agent. Good cop or bad cop? Even something like I could see him in like the Now You See Me three, like Now Now You See Me three as like an Interpol agent or something a little bit lighter. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. And what right. was that? We got a call. Oh, cool, cool. Hello, who's this? The bully of Scott Derrickson. Hey, how are you, Scott? It's not. It's Justin Kroll. What? What's up, buddy? What? <laughs> Did people call you a bully? Did people call you a bully? What? Did people call you a bully? Did you see yesterday? That's what I was calling. I mean, I saw, like, a few tweets where, like, you know, that wasn't that. He erased them, too. He erased them. Really? Uh Oh, yeah. I went back last night. The only one he did was the one where he respects all journalists' integrity. I felt bad for the guy. I really did. I, I didn't mean to start a, a – you know, Boris really took it personally. So, <laughs> all right, back to the show. Sorry. What's uh, – yeah, what's what's on your mind, buddy? 
uh, I was kind of curious about what, what what your thoughts were on that Captain Marvel list. Um, well, you missed it early in the show, but I I do think Leslie Linkletter would be really uh, interesting. I just think it's her turn, um, and she has a really strong track record in television. So I think that's a safe choice. You? Um, I well, it's funny you've mentioned the name a couple of times, and it wasn't on that list. Rebecca and Thomas. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, see, I, uh, and, and that's I, what I was about to say during our Captain Marvel segment. I'm like, mm. dude, fucking Little Mermaid has gone cold, from what I can tell, at Universal, and Rebecca Thomas is wide open right now, and the studios want to work with her. So it's that is who I said months and months ago. I had teased Rebecca and Rebecca. Yeah. yeah. And then Rebecca well, Ferguson yeah. didn't get it, but yeah, I was teasing Rebecca and Rebecca all those months ago. If you guys remember those Captain Marvel rumors, that's who I was teasing: Rebecca Thomas, Rebecca Ferguson. So nice to nice to hear from Justin Crowe. The mystery woman is in fact Rebecca Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Follow uh, him yeah, at Kroll J Var on Twitter. On and then, um, oh, and then Justice League Dark. That was some so. Did you mention how many films Doug was attached to before? Uh, he's a, he, he's attached to the Amazon movie, The Wall. He's got like a million projects. Mm. So when you when you I I didn't realize that you broke that story and you didn't have the Gambit thing in there. But if you did, even if you didn't have the Gambit thing in there, Justin, it means that you didn't write he was doing Gambit, right? You just left it out. I did, just left it out. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is like it. Which it, I I do want to take it, but I just want to make that point. Like I I know I called out Boris, um, and I guess I didn't realize what happened there. But if you left it out, that's clear that he wasn't doing it. So Boris uh, got so, away with a free okay. one there. A little, I'll get to the breaking news thing in a second. But okay. the, the ten second thing was: is this you know? As you probably talked about, we we negotiate these things so often sure. and whatnot. And I. I, I was under the impression that I was letting Boris do the Gambit thing and I would be doing Justice oh, League Dark. I, I came to find out later that he was unaware that I would be scooping him on that. And and, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Joe, tell him to run the Gambit thing. I, and he was very mad. Oh, I'm so, I was sorry, but it is what it is. Is, is Gambit, but, I mean, Gambit, what the fuck is going on with this I movie? Don't think we're gonna, I don't think that's going to see the light of day anytime uh, soon. I really don't. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like that was something Channing got, asked about at a press line. He really wanted to do it. They was like, oh, maybe this is a good idea. I, my one thing is, I've heard the script is amazing. I heard John really knocked it out of the park. John Gatton's on a mm-hmm. little flight, and mm-hmm. uh, that's why people, you know, I think Devin even tweeted that a while back, so we'll, we'll see. But here's the one thing I wanted okay. to throw your way, okay. is that Doug had actually met on Cruella, the MS and they're winding down their names over there. They're looking at, you know, they, they like uh, Edgar Wright, they like Kate Taylor, they like Patty Jenkins, and they like uh, Luca, the guy who did a, was it the big splash? Oh, um, uh, yeah. Just, yes, that. So, and, and Doug had actually met on that, too. So it was kind of crazy. But, um, you know, that, that, that's what there's your break. There's your meet the movie press. There you, you know, go. Cruella, short list of directors for Cruella starring, is it Emma Stone now? Yeah. Yes. Edgar Wright, Patty Jenkins, Luca Guadagnino, mm-hmm. and Tate Taylor. Interesting list. I'd I'd like to see and, Edgar Wright's take on that. Yeah, it's, I it's really would. Very, I mean, talk about those are all different kinds of takes, aren't? Isn't there? Wouldn't you say, Jeff? Those are like four very distinct. Yeah, which I kind of I kind of like that they they got four different ideas. You know, 
I, I don't like when they're, when they're rigid. People, as I, I said, but um, those were names I had heard running around. Okay. So, um, well, I think, and I know that Emma's met on that, and that's something she'd like to get up next year. So, yeah, thank you for well, uh, for for t- trusting our little show. Well, I think also if yeah. if it was Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright, I was watching his Instagram feed the other day. He actually met with uh, Ryan Reynolds. They met up in London. So I'm thinking, oh. if it was Ryan Reynolds opposite Emma Stone in Cruella, that would be a very easy movie to watch. Could well, be fun. It could be something else. Like, it, it could be. It, it could be, but. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I I like Kate for this only because of the help connection with him and Emma. I yeah. think they would like to work again. That's my like. That's my. That's if a I good call. Oh. That's but, a good call. Um, but we'll see because they're so different. I'm, I'm very curious. But I, I think whoever they go with, you have an idea of kind of what the script kind of came out with. So we'll see. Patty right, Jenkins boys, would boys, be interesting. Uh, All right. Take care, Crow. Have a good weekend. Later. All right, um, Simon. I know you got to get to work. We're gonna do. Uh, yeah. We'll do a few more minutes of show. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about the Untouchables, which was a. a actually, was that? A, yeah, it was a, a, it was a French hit. movie. A French film. I don't yeah, know. Quite, right. And this is another movie that's been kind of. It, it's been talked about, and a lot of people have come and gone off that cast. Um, but it's now settled with. I think it's probably about a year ago now. Brian Cranston and, and Kevin Hart. Um, but Neil uh, Berger, 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 is going to direct that. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that um, up to you. I thought they might have gone for someone with more of a, a history of doing kind of um, warm comedies. He wasn't someone... I, I could have seen, uh, uh, like, lots of other people who I would have probably put in line for that first, mm-hmm. so I think it's quite interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. My only concern about the project is if they make it too goofy, too wacky. Yeah. I wouldn't want it to go. I would want Kevin Hart to rein in a little bit. I, I, it's like I'm not. I don't know why this is necessarily being remade. This isn't going to capture the same lightning that the original did, which grossed four hundred million dollars worldwide. Very few, very few remakes like this actually do have that kind of impact. But I think it's probably because they paid for it and it's been sitting there for a long time. They're kind of like, so. well, we want to, and now they've got people that are that are marketable. That are, I mean, Kevin Hart's probably never been as hot as he is right now um you know especially after um central intelligence this year doing very very well brian cranston seems you know very very popular with audiences even if they don't necessarily always turn out for the films that he's in i think they just feel that it's kind of all the pieces are into into place so let's just run with it so yeah, maybe it'll be an awards play neil Berger does have a good be. track record as far as limitless and divergent I mean, they, go. they might not take it too funny they might want to do it you know kind of go down the slightly more serious with moments of warmth kind of rain man-esque Looking at it, doing that kind of thing. Did you see uh, this bit on Twitter about uh, like John Krasinski saying he wanted to be in a Marvel movie? Yeah, I actually edited an interview with him last week where yeah? he did discuss that. Yeah. So, uh, what, uh, wait, did you, so you saw his movie? Uh, I haven't seen it. The Hollers. It's only opening in like four theaters I saw it. across I the US. Liked it. it looks I saw good. It last week. It's a great cast. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, because obviously he's been he's been linked to this. I have been kind of he's been circling. Kind oh, of I a, didn't know that. Yeah, for quite a while. Um, and I read another interview with him this week that was saying that it was I think it was Thor. Something that happened with Thor kind of messed up his his chance of getting involved in it. But he's oh. still really open to it. I think once he's done the Jack Ryan show, which apparently is going to be. Right. Hollywood movie budget on TV could really see him <laughs> on Amazon. Yeah, 
Um, could transition. Um, we'll see. I mean, the whole thing about how many people watch these shows on VOD is questionable. I mean, even Stranger Things, there's a lot of buzz around that, but we don't have any figures on that. And, you know, we see a lot of great content on there, but we just don't know how many people are actually realistically watching it. It's very difficult to quantify, and the companies don't really I release thought, the figures. I thought Stranger Things actually had some numbers trickle out this week. Oh, has there been? Um, I don't know about numbers, but they said it was the third most watched show, and it was bigger than the Marvel shows. Okay. But um, I believe I'm, I'm really if there are numbers, I'm really keen to see those because I think it would be quite interesting to see. Uh, there's a lot of shows that people talk about, but you don't really see the figures to, to back it up. So it'd be interesting to see that. Um, but also Angry Birds sequel. Um, no surprise there this week. I don't I'm I probably it's not up to me, obviously, but if I was the studio I'd be tempted to make the sequel because the first one made, what, 346 million worldwide, sort of around that 340,000 mark. Um, Only cost 73 million to make. But I just felt that Angry Birds came out after the zeitgeist of Angry Birds had happened anyway. And then to do a sequel a couple of years later, I don't know if there's going to be enough momentum from the first film to carry it through to a sequel. Yeah, that could could be a merch thing, you know? Could be. That could be huge. That's the thing, you know, uh, I know people talk about, like, uh, when you're not counting merchandising and ancillary on on Suicide Mm. Squad and that kind of stuff, like, uh, I can't imagine it's as good as a kid's movie. No. You know, like, Angry Birds is probably selling a bunch of plush toys that, uh... There's no dead shop pl- plushy. Well, the sales for cars, which was not as successful as Toy Story, the sale for merchandise for cars exceeds mm-hmm. that of Toy Story. And made it, it gave it a sequel. Yeah. Essentially, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, there were some cool trailers this week. There were. Did you, uh, what was your favorite? Um, I really liked, I haven't seen Rings. Um, I really liked Lion. I was very surprised Lion great. by Lion. Yep. Um, I touched on it earlier. It looks really cheesy, but I'm looking forward to Kidnap with Halle Berry in it. Agreed. Uh, it looks... <laughs> Did What was the last one? The Call? Yeah. Remember? Which was two-thirds of a good movie. I like The Call. And then the end, I thought, was just so let it down. But the rest of it was a great movie. Yeah, I'd see this cheapo little thriller with her. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 very reminiscent of things like Taken. But I'm okay with Except that. It's that. a different... It's a woman in a car. And I think... I think it could be fun. It could be a good popcorn movie. I, I'm with you, actually, on that, as strange as it sounds. Um, and did you see the Manchester by the Sea trailer? No, I haven't. See, Casey Affleck, mm-hmm. I I really, I love what he does, but I find him quite difficult to watch sometimes. So when I know that he's got a project coming out, it's not usually something, I've heard a lot of good things about it, but it's not something that I rush to. I know you did not just come on this show and start talking shit about my boy Casey. Affleck. Not talking shit. I'm just saying. I, I sometimes I just don't enjoy watching him all the time. Um, Casey Affleck is the only uh, unequivocal Oscar nominee. I think that I can say at this point in the year. Okay. I think Casey Affleck is a shoe in for a nomination. He is that good in this movie. Um, it's a beautiful film. The best yeah. I've seen yet this year. Uh, although you know. I'm going to be off to Toronto soon. That could change. But uh, it's a terrific movie, and I don't know that the trailer necessarily did it justice. Mm. Simon, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I'm actually uh, going to see Storks tomorrow. <laughs> are you really? Yeah. Uh, I'm paying paid to do it. Uh, but yeah, and then I'm interviewing the cast on Sunday, which I'm looking forward to. So you are literally giving up your weekend. About to, 90 minutes of it. To cover Storks. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm being paid. You're a good man. 
I am. I do it. You know, it can't it can't all be, you know, Oscar nominated movies. Um, you know Sometimes what? you've got to take the stalks when they come I, or the I, I am sorry about cutting you off about Trigger Tree Two. What would you like to say about that film? Please. I I give you just open no, mic. It's just I enjoyed Trick or Treat. It's not <laughs> No, I've been taking shit in the chat room today as well, because <laughs> um, because I didn't like uh, Mechanic Resurrection, and apparently, <laughs> oh, that's I, why I thought, I thought uh, no, it was no. So apparently, um, I, uh, I, I I've held it to the same standards as an Oscar worthy movie um and also apparently i'm gay for and, jason statham because i like jason statham wow. movies. guys no, give simon a bridge <laughs> it's like i don't look at what's going on in this chat room no it's fine it's what kind of abuse are you taking dude uh today um a lot but it's it's okay it's fine you I'm, guys be nice to simon. i'm i'm a i'm up. the only one who gets to be mean to um but yeah no tr- trick or treat i think was it, it sat on the shelf for way too long um I, I actually enjoyed it it went straight to dvd in the uk i think it did the same thing home entertainment over here yeah. um there was originally the plan to do two or three sequels um sort of you know like as i was saying saw etc and i just think not necessarily for release as movies but i think if they were to become tv specials or things that were on a netflix or an amazon etc etc now we're living in kind of an era where we can you know have a bit more fun with it we're into things like stranger things i think potentially if it's going to happen now would be a would be a good time for it so you're recommending a like a netflix anthology i think that would be good just I- I think that's a good idea. They do have Black Mirror coming, which is yeah. you know going to be a little bit thematically similar, if maybe a little elevated. Um, but I think that you're on the right track as far as horror anthologies go. Mm. I'm actually, uh, you know, I'm not a sci-fi channel guy. I think that they mostly do trash. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think that they have Channel Zero, that new horror anthology from Nick Antosca. What and also Eli Roth? That could be cool. Um, uh, Crypt TV. Crypt TV. Oh, and Shudder. There's a million yeah, of these a lot of sort of services catering to us genre so, fans. I'll be open to that. Okay. And Krampus was okay. All right. Well, we know you're, how you're spending your weekend with Storks. What are you doing? I have a, a, a big fantasy draft on Sunday. Do you do fantasy football? No. <laughs> I don't do football. <laughs> that's no. fine. I, 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 I do the Super Bowl because okay. then I get to go to parties and then I get to watch all the trailers and the, the clips in between the football. Do you gamble and I, at the parties? No. I'm a terrible gambler. Bummer. Um, all right. I think that'll do it for this week's yeah. Meet the Movie Press. Simon has to get to work. He's a real job. Uh, have I heard a creep show? Where? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm at Reuters this week making making television. I was going to say, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find um, me on uh, uh, Twitter, at Showbiz Simon. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, at Showbiz Simon. And on Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. Uh, guys, you can check out the American Ninja Warrior video that I did on mm-hmm. my Facebook. Facebook.com slash Spielberg. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Insider. You've been watching the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. Have a wonderful weekend, yes. and don't breathe, especially if you're a mechanic. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.